Today on We Here, Pharrell Williams is getting blasted for asking his fans to donate to hospitals. But he's not the only tone-deaf celebrity out there. Drake gets all in his feelings about his son Adonis and his family. And Mark Wahlberg and Mario Lopez are working out together while the rest of us are quarantined at home. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page 6 would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page 6 podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. How's it going, quarantine Ian? Good quarantine, Maggie. You know, the story behind the story that I feel like our listeners can't see, but right now we are, you know, we're recording this remotely, but I can see you and our amazing producers on video as we do this. And we were talking, you know, before the show. I I don't understand what's going on. You're thriving. You're doing amazing. You look great. You're doing pottery, you said. You you got hummus recipes. You're baking bread. I'm like losing it. I'm going totally downhill. You have children and you have, have to children. educate I, them while doing your job. I have to educate children while doing my job. I, I, I did shower today and get dressed for this podcast, which was an amazing <laughs> accomplishment. But I'm also, while you're making artisanal hummus, I've been just eating dribs and drabs of like food that I find like you know, some pirate's booty that I find behind a sofa cushion. That's what I'm eating because I don't want to eat up my family's store of food. <laughs> you sound very Oregon Trail right now to me. It's making everything last, fording the river. Like, Ian, we're going to make it. Just wash your hands, stay healthy, take your temperature, stay at home. You're doing what you need to do. You can eat well, some food. A big part of the Oregon Trail, you'll remember, Maggie, was cholera. <laughs> In this case, do you just replace cholera with COVID-19? Love in the time um, of. I also will tell you, I don't know. In the, <laughs> I also will tell you, I, I, I hope that you're not noticing this on video because I kind of messed it up. But during this time away from the office and other people, I've begun doing some experimental beard trimming. Beard as art form? What's going kind on? Of. So, I, so I, did, I did a thing that backfired. Mm-hmm. I, you probably didn't notice this right now, but I shaved something last night, which is known as the Hollywoodian. Oh, something what's that? that? Leo DiCaprio and Hugh Jackman and others have had. Basically, <laughs> what it is, is it's where you... You have a beard and like a mustache, but you shave like off like this part of your beard between like just like your sideburns sort of down to your chin. So your beard <laughs> starts sort of like low down. And the thing that I realized about beard shapes and uh, is that, you know, like haircuts and all styles, basically, if you're very attractive or rich and famous, they look really good. Mm-hmm. But if you're just some schnook at home, you just, they look terrible. So anyway, Maggie, I, it's the Hollywoodian is not really working for me, unfortunately. You're not an HD, so you look fine. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so Maggie, th- that's the story behind the story with us. But what's the story behind the story with all the celebrities out there? How are they surviving in this time? 
Well, as you so astutely said on a recent episode of We Here, a Page Six podcast, celebrities need our attention. They thrive from it. So, of course, you know, every celebrity, every post has been a call to arms. Donate. Let's get masks. Here's my concert. I'm marrying stuffed animals, et cetera, et cetera. So Pharrell chimed in on this and basically told his 12 million followers, hospitals are running low on masks. We need to, like, get these people supplies take action, make a donation. But fans weren't happy because shouldn't Pharrell and the rest of the millionaire squad in Hollywood be making donations, not people yeah. like us who whose jobs might be on the chopping block? Hopefully not, Maggie. But the um, but yeah, it's true. I mean, usually I, I have to say that in the Twitterverse, when we were back pre-coronavirus, sometimes a celebrity would, you know, put something out there and invariably, there's always a backlash. There's always some fans on Twitter or Instagram who are criticizing whatever celebrities say and do. And in the past, I've usually been like, you know, give them a break sometimes. It's just like the backlash is just like it's too much and it's sort of mm -hmm. like trolling. But in this case, I think the backlash against Pharrell and other, you know, celebrities or or notable people like David Geffen also got into hot water, and we'll talk about that in a minute, is really warranted because you've had some celebrities like Kelly Ripa and Rihanna who during the coronavirus pandemic have come out and said like, hey, we're going to donate, you know, millions to relief for hospital workers to get, you know, masks and gowns. We've done other stories about fashion designers like Christian Siriano who are pivoting to use their manufacturing facilities to to make masks and make gowns. We've done stories about restaurants like Peter Luger, the steakhouse in Brooklyn, you know, delivering food to Mount Sinai and hospitals. But Pharrell was kind of just like, hey, everybody, you should all do something. Come on, get out there and give. And like, what? You know, like he he's worth millions. He didn't mention anything about a donation, what he's giving. Mm -hmm. And it is true that right now there's so many people out there whose livelihoods have just abruptly ended. So it was pretty tone deaf, but Pharrell's not the only one who's, you know, getting flack. Yeah. David Geffen has assured us all he is self-quarantining on his, do you call it an ultra yacht? A mega yacht? A mega yacht, which it's called the Rising Sun, and it was purchased for $590 million. Right. So David Geffen basically posted on social media what a great time he's having quarantining on his mega yacht or ultra yacht. I think that's an even better term, Maggie. And with pictures of like the sunrise, and I guess he was like in the Caribbean somewhere floating around. I mean, obviously, this is a totally tone deaf thing. He, this yacht has been. Uh, we've written about it quite a bit because David Geffen is known for entertaining celebrities on the yacht. And, you know, over the summer he had, you know, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez mm -hmm. and um, as his guests. And so he, I think, has since made his Instagram private. Um, yeah, Barry Diller and Diane von Furstenberg are also known to be his regular guests. And um, it is kind of true. I mean, it's like, why not just then have a private Instagram for your rich friends 
It or just send mean- it to a group chat. You know what I mean? This doesn't need to be for public consumption. I think one statistic I can't stop thinking about is that most Americans don't have a savings account that exceeds more than $400. You know what I mean? It's like, this is the time to be empathetic and put your money to a good cause. It's not the time to show us leather seating on the deck of your mega yacht. Well, the other, that's true, Maggie. And if you think about the origins of the whole coronavirus pandemic, I mean, boats and coronavirus haven't had a very good track record. When you think of all these poor people who were stuck on these like cruises, yeah, you know, excellent point. Anywhere, and they were these floating petri dishes of of pestilence. And then it's like you've got David Geffen alone on his yacht that's like fifty times bigger than most New Yorkers' apartments, sort of shooting the sunset and it just really does seem kind of it's just you know it's straight up douchey but you know who i think is i said it once i'll say it again i'll say it for a long time rihanna is the celebrity we should all be looking to for guidance here her foundation donated five million dollars governor cuomo thanked her last week for her donation and where that money was going to help uh the medical field in new york and what is she saying Nothing. She's letting her money speak for her instead of letting her status speak for her, which I think is right. Or just like posting something and is like, you should all do this or look where I am, you know? So, yeah, I I really think that celebrities and rich people and famous people are going to have to be kind of careful. I do also think that maybe in this case, the backlash could hopefully reorient their thinking a bit into what they're doing. I mean, maybe Pharrell will just come out now and give some money and maybe David Gaffin, he'll just pull up in New York Harbor and just start bringing a bunch of, you know, waiters and stand-up comics just to stay on his yacht for free. A small joy in the midst of being quarantined is that Drake has shared some adorable photos of his son on Instagram, Adonis, and we've never seen this little guy before. He is very cute. He is adorably cute, Maggie. And you know what? I'm objective in this regard, right? You know, sometimes people show pictures of their kids. You say they're cute. Let's face it. They're not cute. Some kids are funny looking. In this case- Whoa, that took a turn. (laughs) Well, it's true. You know, look at me. Oh, yeah. I just assumed you were born with a mustache. I just thought you looked like this your whole life. Well, the mustache, Maggie, is actually a somewhat newish thing. Every seven years, I drastically change my look. Like allergies. You're like allergies. My change my every seven Exactly. I treat fashion and grooming like seasonal allergies, Maggie. <laughs> I like to keep, you know, whatever, people on their toes. Especially, I don't know. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, who are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Drake's Drake. son. So he... Um, <laughs> No, the the pictures are adorable. The kid is like beautiful. I mean, he's not just adorable. He's like basically like a child, you know, model or something. The the reason, Maggie, I find this story so heartwarming besides the fact that we're in the midst of this, you know, terrible coronavirus pandemic and here's some like good news is that Drake, the Drake and his son story started out in such a sordid way, you know, right. it was like really kind of scandalous. And it was one of those stories that kind of like, it like burbled up there. There were like some, some weirdo like rumors out there that he had had like a baby with this porn star um, that he hadn't acknowledged. And then Pusha T, 
as I always like to say on the show, Pusha T, he basically, he had the scoop on this. It also shows Maggie that today you can get your news from all sorts of places. You can get your news from the New York Post and Page Six, you know, but there's also stories that are broken on Twitter. There's stories that are broken on Instagram, but there are some major scoops that are broken in rap tunes. Another reason to love rap tunes. Yeah, in diss tracks, you can get a lot of news in a diss track. So there was some breaking news in this Pusha T diss track, right? Alleging that a couple years ago that, that Drake had had this love child that he wasn't acknowledging. And it basically alluded to the kid's name, which is Adonis. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Maggie, he didn't, Drake did not initially acknowledge that this kid was his, right? In fact, he took not one, not two, but three paternity tests. He seems to have come around on his role as dad because this post was super emotional. I mean, they called him Heartbreak Drake for a reason. This is like a new level. Yeah, so what did he say? By the way, I don't know, maybe Drake was confused and thought a paternity test was similar to a pregnancy test? Perhaps. So in this post, he writes, what is most important for you right now is to connect to your own inner light. This will create the biggest opening of all. Trust that you have all of the power within to make this happen. And in order to do that, connect to the people and things that bring you a lot of joy. Drake sounds like me in this, and I'm worried. Drake must be reading his horoscope, checking in with the planets, eating a lot of vegetables, moisturizing, getting eight hours of sleep. Like he's gonna end up, he could be on like the Goop Lab. I know. Remember like crossover. Paltrow used to hang with Jay Z and Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Now she's gonna be hanging with Drake. Drake and Adonis. Adonis. So yeah, I mean, it's a really cool story. I think it's really sweet. But Drake actually has in a previous interview with a rap outlet. Why do you say the word rap like that? (laughs) (laughs) Rap. Rap. Exactly. (laughs) Rap from the Latin rapis, Maximus. So the, um, the, uh, you know, he he had mentioned before, and, and he does bring up a good point. So, like, he had said the reason that he had taken those three paternity tests and the reason he wasn't sure whether this boy was his child was he was like, you know, if you saw him, you would understand. Because the thing is, the kid doesn't really, to the naked eye, look much like Drake. The kid doesn't really look much like his mom. So... I guess Drake had some questions and he was like, if you saw him, you would understand. At the time, that seemed like a little bit like a callous remark. You know what I mean about the kid? Like, oh, you just look at him and he doesn't look like me. So, you know, he's not my son. But I have to admit that now that he's posted the photos, I mean, and the kid looks like Swedish, you know. The kid looks like Drake's mother. I don't see how he could think this kid didn't look like someone he was related to. He looks like Drake's mom. That's a very good point, Maggie. You know, like he might not look like you, but he looks like the woman who gave birth to you. Damn, Maggie, <laughs> dropping some science up in the podcast. No, using my eyes, using my eyes. <laughs> totally. But yeah, so the, basically this story that started out in such kind of a sordid way, it's like outing someone for having this like love child and then Drake's denial of the whole thing. And everyone's like, the sensationalism that the mom was like a former porn star and there was a lot of back and forth between them and a lot of drama. And like, now it's like Drake is like 
totally embracing fatherhood. As you mentioned, he's posting these goopy messages and photos. I mean, the other thing is, I think that you and Drake, Maggie, are having a very similar isolationist experience where he's up in his Toronto mansion shooting hoops on his private basketball court, right? Because he's had to isolate because he was hanging out with Kevin Durant, who Mm -hmm. tested positive for coronavirus. So Drake was just making sure up there, although I think he did not test positive. But um, so he, it's been a very introspective time for him. Similarly to you, I know you've been doing some pottery. I'm willing to hazard a guess that Drake's been doing some pottery. You've been making hummus. I'd rather be working on my jump shot and my private basketball court. But if I cannot go outside, I will look inside. Oh, that's good, Maggie. But you know what else, though, I think the difference is, even though, yes, New York is an epicenter, the epicenter, it's still New York. So the thing is, it's like, would you rather be in a mansion in Toronto or an apartment in Brooklyn? That is right. I will choose Brooklyn all day, every day. And I'm going to tell you, we are tough out here. We're just going to, as they say, thug it out. Just lean into it. To quote another rap tune, Maggie, (laughs) I've got a castle in Brooklyn that's where I dwell. That's right. Mark Wahlberg, who we all know is the king of posting his workouts to Instagram, is in some hot water because we have now seen video of him working out with Mario Lopez in a gym during quarantine. Right, Maggie. So Mark Mark Lopez, Mark Wahlberg (laughs) and Mario Lopez posted a video of themselves working out at a gym, I guess to like inspire people to stay fit during the coronavirus pandemic, unlike me. But the thing is they were at a gym and in the video, Mario Lopez says they're like, they're very sweaty. And like between them, how many abs is that? Like they each have like an eight pack or a nine pack. They've got more abs. That's it. Um, (laughs) They've got more abs than our legal right now. Just work on the one, America. Just get yourself one little baby ab. That's plenty. (laughs) So um, they're in the gym working out, and basically they're saying, like, everyone stay fit. But the thing is that there are two other people in the gym with them. There's, like, a woman there who's, like, also working out, and there's a guy who's filming them on a cell phone. And Mario Lopez says, like, yeah, we're staying six feet away from each other and staying healthy. But it's, like... People kind of freaked out because they were saying, like, why not just do your workout from home, show people from home, stay home because you're going out and you're like going to this gym and mm-hmm. like that it's not a good example of social dis- distancing. But the other thing, too, is Maggie, like from what I've read, the coronavirus is spread through like droplets, you know, mm-hmm. and that could be like coughing or sneezing, but it can also be from just like speaking. I mean, I know someone who. Um, ended up testing positive for coronavirus because they were at a at an event where they were there was a performer and they were in the front row and the performer was singing and like when you're singing you're like spitting all over everybody unintentionally oh. and like the performer had coronavirus and then they got coronavirus so if you're at a gym and you're like yeah we're like six feet away yelling yeah bro <laughs> <laughs> the best bro every bro because bro also the lips were coming together bro, bro. Ah, what 
The best part of this is that and touching, and then they said they were wiping stuff down. But what? Oh, Mario Lopez also says that gazelle right there, and points to Wahlberg. I'm like, okay, number one, it is never acceptable to call your friend a gazelle. What is that? Um, number two, you're not even supposed to be doing this. And he's like, my boy Mark, we're staying six feet away. I'm like, oh, insufferable in quarantine. Insufferable I mean, I, I outside of, of quarantine. How have your workouts been going at home? Have you been trying? My, well, Meg, so before this all broke out, I had, in a totally cliched way, started the new year by like getting back, and I'm using that in air quotes, you can't see it on the podcast, back in shape. So I had joined the gym at work. And like, actually at work, we have an amazing gym. It's really great. It's right there in the building, very affordable. And I was really into it. And I was super into going to the gym and it was awesome. And something was happening, Maggie. It was vague, but there were gains being made. So, something? But something was something, happening? Something Tell was going more. on biologically. Now this thing has hit. And so I'm at home. There are all these, unlike Mark Wahlberg and Mario Lopez, there are all these fitness people and gurus who are doing, you know, there's tons of stuff on Instagram with home workouts. There's tons of videos that you can sign up for. I think there are a bunch of streaming kind of fitness apps that have even waived like membership fees for a while so that people can can work out at home. And there's a big push for people to stay in shape. But Maggie, I just feel working out at home to me, I just, it's like, I find it to me, it really harkens back to the sort of Jane Fonda home workout, Suzanne Summers kind of thigh master as seen on TV, buns of steel, jazzercise. You know, I feel like to work. I guess you didn't have a positive association with that stuff. Did you ever yeah. do it? And you're like, when, when I was a kid, my mom used to do Richard Simmons sweat into the oldies. Yeah, exactly. And my sister and I were recently visiting my parents and we decided we were going to put on some of the music and see if we could remember the routine with my mom, which actually we did. Muscle memory goes deep. But I've always had a positive affiliation with the idea of working out in front of your TV with your mom. So now I'm at home just squatting as I'm chopping things, squatting as I'm on the phone, doing some yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I uh, I did yoga with Adrian. I did it two times and then I got shingles. <laughs> so, I, I that literally... wasn't Adrian's fault. Don't bring Adrian into <laughs> no, your mess. Night, I, was in, I was in bed one night and I was like, it's so unfair. I can't do yoga. Why can't I do yoga? But I can't do it because I'm too inflexible and I can't go to a class. And then I'm like, wait a minute. And I got up and I I Googled yoga. And like the first thing that comes up is yoga with Adrian. So I'm like, I'm doing this. And I and I did it. And I'm like, I'm and then of course I'm like, I'm gonna do this every day. So I did it one time and then I started calling it my yoga practice. <laughs> That's uh, what it is, though. Yeah, you were right. I was telling everyone about it as if I was an expert, like my yoga practice. And they're like, how's your yoga practice going? And I'm like, it's amazing. I did it today for the first time. The light so then, in me recognizes the light in you. Namaste, yeah. et cetera, very, et cetera. Very Drake, very Drake. And then I did it like a second time. And then literally I got shingles. And so yoga gave me shingles. I'm the only person in the world. But the thing is, Maggie, working out at home, it's the thing is I don't have any weights. I don't have a home gym. So it's all about like lifting like cans of Goya beans because everyone has now 
500,000 cans of Goya beans to like juggle the beans, you know, or whatever. And then it's like you're lifting like bottles of wine. And to me, it just feels so dorky. And I, it makes me feel like I just need to go out and buy, like I should be wearing like a leot. Remember how like in the eighties in those like videos, it wasn't just like a leotard and like leggings, but somehow it was like a leotard where there was like a belt involved. Like a, yeah, like a unitard and you would like match your headband to your little belt. Yeah, like I feel like I need that. And little like let We need a step, tape. like a step class where you just like step up and down on the plastic thing. Oh my God. Yeah, that plastic Remember thing. those steps? Yeah, I'm going to get all that. And like the bow flex. Anyway, you know what we're going to do, Maggie, since we are going to start doing as a sub podcast made up. We've made up a lot of new terms on this podcast today, the ultra yacht and the sub podcast. Yeah. We're going to have Maggie and Ian's. We hear home workout, break out the unitard and those. and the Don't glue. eat the beans. You need them for a weight. <laughs> you, you guys, you made huevos rancheros and you just ate my whole entire home gym. Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We'd love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to dish on? Email us your hot takes at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review, please. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.